Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome to the money flow. So, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I was having a conversation with someone who's kind of new to the stock market. And, and, you know, in my book, You Don't Have to Die Broke isn't really about trading per se. And if you know me, I'm not a day trader. I maintain a, a buy and hold portfolio, about 44 stocks. Uh, they tend to go in, stay in, rarely sell them. And I just accumulate shares through dividends and through me purchasing. And while I hold more in real estate, I like the stock market um, mainly it's so passive. You know, we talk about real estate as passive. Real estate is labor intensive from my perspective, but you know, I, I manage my own properties. I work on my own property. So when I hear people talk about real estate being passive, it makes me laugh. I get it. Some people structure it and run it in a passive nature. That's just, for me, that's the stock market. You know, um, when I think passive, uh, a six or 7% dividend yield from AT&T's, it's about as passive as you get, right? And, and I find people tend to be in camps, like they're all real estate, they're all stocks, they're all index funds, or they're completely anti-index funds. They're completely day traders, 100% Forex. Like we tend to group up in these, these things. And I kind of look at it as, uh, I did a video today on Instagram and, and on YouTube. I tweeted it out and it's uh, I'm doing a series this week called Back to Basics where I'm looking at my original, I'm going back to the first book, my ebook, You Don't Have to Die Broke. I've, I've just given it over, I've given away over 50,000 copies. Um, I stopped counting at 50,000 over the last four years of this book. Um, I've sold thousands in the physical form. It's only 20 bucks. It's, it's no big deal, right? Um, a lot of those come from people reading the you know, the ebook and liking it or wanting because I used to say in there, hey, you know, it's like the jab, 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 right hook, right? Give, 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 ask for a little bit. And so I asked some people to buy it. And those people who buy it, those are the people I'm looking for. And you'll hear me say this phrase, I'm only looking for people looking for me. I mean, the people that dig it, get it, like it, I'll buy a copy and, and, and we go from there. But in, in the book, I don't talk about trading, but I do talk about investing and that I invest in business development companies. Well, COVID has wreaked hell on, on business development companies. It's wreaked hell on REITs. My assisted living, I have $50,000 invested in assisted living homes. That's, and that's, that's also a, a type of real estate play, right? And, and that's been hit hard. Um, but you know what? My friends, I own a, have a couple friends who uh, own restaurants. And uh, guess what? So they've been hit pretty hard too. And they have money invested. Because um, I had a guy, you know, he's like, well, you know, your investment strategy. And I'm like, dude, this is what happened here is, is history. Like, like we're going to talk about this in the future. Uh, no, a lot of people weren't prepared for that. And, and how can you be? Um, you know, obviously there's things you can do in, in, in you know, from a trading perspective, but in, from, a, from an investor perspective where you could be 80 years old and living off your investments, 
I mean, you, you realize that that's what we're talking about here, right? So the purpose of my book, You Don't Have to Die Broke, is to get you completely debt-free, except maybe your mortgage. I understand keeping that. I personally didn't keep it. My home is paid for. My next home will be paid for. I will never personally pay a mortgage again. And I've had people say, well, why? Because the money's so cheap. And I agree 100%. And I have uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of mortgage debt right now, about $600,000 worth of mortgage debt on rental properties where other people are paying for this cheap. But I understand keeping a mortgage on your house if you live in places like California, where it's just, it's just impossible, or Connecticut or the East Coast. I understand, okay? Get that. I'm talking about the guy who lives in, in, in Des Moines, Iowa, and, and he lives in a $150,000 house. Come on, dude. You can pay that shit off in 10 or 15 years. 10 years, seven years. I paid my house off in seven and a half years. I never made more than $12.50 an hour at a job. But what I did do is work real hard. The one thing you can control is how hard you work, the ambition, the effort. See, I, you can't teach ambition. I was just talking with my son about this because he has some friends. He was trying to get them to do a little you know, teenager hustle business thing where they're going to do something. They're trying to make money. He's trying to bring his friends in on it. And he's like, dude, they're lazy. And I said, son, you can't teach ambition. See, people who are ambitious, they don't have to be told, <laughs> it's, it, the market's open, it's time to look at stocks. Like, they're doing it. Those people seek me out. The people who want to get rid of debt go looking for someone to help them in that. Like, we look, you know, I looked. And I, through ambition, educated myself. I began to study the markets, began to read books on stocks. You know, I began to study about REITs. While I'm doing this, I'm buying single family rental properties. I began to live a life where every day, every day, this is the thing, I started so small, one house, one stock. And for you, it could be one stock. So I don't care how how young you are or whatever, the moment you can get that you can take money in America with a phone, you could take money and store it. So today, I invested $150, not much money, not changing my life, not gonna know it was gone. I took $150 or $130 and I bought 20, I think it was 20 or 21 shares of ET. Now, I've been buying ET for weeks now, just every day, $100, $70, uh, one day I did $200, and I'm just banging this stock, just buying shares, just buying shares. Why? Because I get paid daily. You know, I collect rent monthly. I collect dividends throughout the, the month, various times. I um, uh, still do some affiliate sales. I um, have customers and my marketing, like different things where we sell things at different days. We have customers close on different things. I... I recently flipped some land and I made a profit of about $30,000. And so I've parked that money and, and I don't necessarily want to put all that money to work in one day. And so what I've done, because I've made my living, making money monthly, making money daily, making money quarterly in the form of dividends, various hustles and site, like it needs, I, would, I was doing Google AdWords, I was doing email marketing, I was flipping shit on eBay. I'm just doing all these things and I'm just kind of making money every day. Some days $50, some days $300, some days $10,000, some days $30,000, like when I flip the land. It's just constant work, hustle, 
do what it is I'm doing at that time in life. You know, at one point I was mowing yards, I was a prison guard, I was doing network marketing, I was uh, 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 helping a buddy that had uh, on the weekends, uh, uh, painting, doing power wall, like just anything we could do to make money. And when I would get this cheese, I live in the money, we used to call it cheese, we live super frugal. And I would try to take a rack, take some money, and, and in the old days I had, to, I had to do an electronic transfer, but originally I would mail a fucking check to E-Trade. I would mail a check, write it down, put it in an envelope, and mail it in the mail, and in about three or four or five days, boom, it would appear in my account. This is in the early days of the internet, and then I could buy stocks. And so I would, be, I would mail checks that I didn't even have the money for a few times. <laughs> I used to talk about going broke to invest because I've literally been the guy to bounce a check trying to invest. And that's, I'm, don't do that, okay? I was overly zealous, okay? Um, I've done all that kind of stuff. I've, and so it was just this constant, like this, uh, this the other day, I had... All cumulative, I made like a thousand, almost a thousand dollars. Good day, right? Thousand dollar day is a good day for when no, you don't have any employees in there. And um, from various things, I trans, you know, I do, I record everything, the business account, I do a transfer. This is, I, boom, what do I do with the money? Well, I set, I immediately leave 25%, about 250 bucks in the account. I transfer 750. I then transfer like $200. Yeah, it was $130 for the ET and then some money into my trade account. So on that one, I split it up and boom, boom. So I bring home $500 for whatever, pay bills, just leave it in checking, stack it up. It's the end of the month to pay bills like you do, right? So I leave some in there for that. I peel off a little bit, peel off $250. I make sure Uncle Sam gets his $250. Now, I may end up owing him more or less, but I try to save, you know, when you're in the cash game or do like I do, if you flip something on eBay, if you do work for a customer, sometimes I do do some real estate work for people, uh, remodel stuff, you know, small jobs, help with whatever it is that I collect this money, that I get this check, that I sell this property, that I whatever, sell a book, whatever it is, I then take that money and I chop off 25%, goes into the sacred account for taxes. We never want to run afoul of the tax man. We've got to prepare for that. I'm going to try to keep it at 25% or less, and here's why. As I peel this money off, that $250, that's for today, not for the month, for today. Guess what that money's going to be worth down the road? Let's put it into a compound calculator real quick. I just had it up, and then I closed it. So the $250, so $250, I'm 50 years old. At the age of 59 and a half, which is basically nine years from today, I can access my IRAs, my SEP IRAs. Now, I have my trading account, which in my mind, I call a bridge account, meaning this is money that I could access tonight if I need it. I transfer the money. I put money into there. I put money into long-term buy and hold. Sometimes I change the season. All of the money's going into trading account or all of the money's going into long-term buy and hold. Why? Because I need to get tax deductions. I need to get my taxes down. I don't do Roth IRAs. Like, so I'll max out the IRA. And I have one IRA that all it buys is S&P 500. 
The index fund, it's pile money in there, pile money in there, pile money. If the index fund is, has a high RSI, has been on a long tear, you know I'm a chart reader, what do I do? Pile up the cash, pile up the cash, pile up the cash, and wait for the stage four decline where I then begin putting that money. And that's the only thing I do in that account. It's the only thing I do in that account. And then I have regular trading accounts, and then I have my buy and hold account, which has like 40-something stocks. It started out with one fucking stock, AT&T. And as it got to 5,000, I'd say, well, I need two or three stocks. And then I put, like today, I put 200 in there. Maybe I don't buy anything. And the next day I put 100 in there. And the next day I can only put 20. And the next day I can only put 50. The point is I'm peeling off pieces of money on every dollar. Uncle Sam gets some. The, the, reti- the uh, investment plays get some. And that doesn't have to be retirement. That's what I'm saying. That may be for right now, the season and the time right now is I need to buy a new house. I need more cash flow. So what do I do? I put the money in there, put it in there, put it in there, put it in there, put it in there. Boom. I have enough money for down payment on a house. I have enough down payment. Now at a certain point I got to enough houses. I got to where I had 10 houses. I began to to cut, treat that business saying, okay, listen, uh, before it pays me, it keeps 10, 15% just for expanding the business. 20% 20% expanding the business. That money just piles up. I collect rent on all 15 houses, 20 per, you know, the appropriate taxes, insurance, and uh, I, I, I have sacred account for the taxes. I divide the, I look at last year's taxes. I divide it, you know, I, how much I'm going to need by 12 every month. All the rent comes in. First thing that's paid is that tax account because they can take your fucking house. Second thing that's paid is the bank. Third thing is paid is money set aside for insurance. And the fourth thing that's paid is I set aside a little bit for repairs. I don't get crazy with it, but I need some money every month going into a repair fund. And we hit that first. Then what's left is profit. All of the profit, the cash flow for me, that can be as much as 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 on a good month. I chop 20% of that off. It stays. I take the rest home. And what do you think I do with it? Push a lot of that into the stock market. Some I got to eat. But sometimes I may have done well in business, in my marketing business, my online business, my flip business. I may have done well and I don't need it. Like I paid all the bills from this this month. And this big chunk of money is now what? Here's what I do. I don't save it so I can spend it. I, I invest it. Some in money that I could get to next week. So maybe I get that four. I got four. I throw a grand, a two grand into the trading account or what I call the bridge account. This is not gambling. This is like I'm buying good stocks. Yeah, they go up and down, but I'm constantly pushing money into this account. And then I do the retirement account. And my goal is to get X number of dollars every month and at least into the retirement account. If I get out of whack, if I need more into the buy and hold, I stop putting money into the trading account. I may actually peel off some. Let's say the trading account does really well. I don't, and guess what I could do? I could peel off a little and throw it into the IRA. The balance stays the same. All the accounts are interconnected. The balance still grows. I get a little tax deduction. I max out the taxes. And then as I begin making money going forward, I brief back up. I pay back the the, uh, I pay it back. I pay back the money from the, uh, 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 by pushing new money that I get into the uh, trading account. 
And all of these things are designed to create a, a positive net worth overall that I'm growing and expanding. That, that the whole thing is mapped from the well to the necessities bucket to the savings bucket and to the investing. That's what I was talking about. Today was like the intro, like the back, the beginning, back to the basics of the idea of being a person who's concerned with wealth. Because it doesn't matter how much fucking money you make. If you're not in the process of taking chunks of it and investing it so that it compounds. So, oh, I forgot. $250. No money's added. Nine years. Let's put 10%. That's pretty average. Uh, my $250 today in nine years when I can access these accounts is $601. So tomorrow when I put another 200, 250, that's another $600 in nine years. But I'm going to keep doing it all the time, every day. And sometimes it'll be $1,000 and sometimes it'll be $20. But the process is the same to keep pushing money into these accounts to buy equity and quality companies. That most of them need to pay me a dividend or be possible explosive growth. They either have 50 to 100% upside or they better pay a big ass dividend. And I like dividends with upside or that's at least when I like to add new money. I'll continue to hold an overpriced stock, but I'm not committing any new money to it till it's a value. Does that make sense? I'll keep an expensive condo and rent it because it's fucking paid for. It's not a cardinal sin. I have a rental property right now that I could sell for about 200 to 10. $210,000. I rent it for $1,200 a month. The 1% rule says what? I should be renting for $2,000 a month. You can't get rents like that where I live. Everybody's poor. Everybody's low, I mean, lower income. Um, you just can't. There's no rents like that. So I could sell this house. I could sell it and, and move on. But here's the thing. It, it's only going to get more valuable. Like it goes up 5% a year. 5% of 200,000. And while I'm waiting for that 5% on 200,000, what is that? What is 5%? This is, this is one investment. There's 14 other houses, 40 something other stocks. Okay. Let's do the simple math on that. $200,000 house. Let's say I wait till I'm 59 on this. I add nothing to it each month, nine years. We're going to change it from 10% to 5%. And so we're going to calculate, we're going to do it annually. And what is that house worth? $310,000. The rents will rise during this time. Okay, $310,000. There's 15 more. They'll all be debt free. But I'll buy more and I'll have more debt and I'll leverage more. And that number will be 10 million. The stocks that go up 10%. So there's half a million there, right? Those go up 10%. And I still put in the $100, the 150, the 10, the 20, the 30, the 1,000. Oh, I scored big this month. I made 12 grand. This is awesome. Hey, you know what? We, we need to go on a vacation. Let's set aside 2,000 for Christmas. Let's have a great Christmas or let's go on vacation. But we don't, this other 10, we're going to set aside some for taxes. Here's a couple hundred. Everybody go buy themselves something nice. I've done, dude, I do this all the time. I'll come in there with my son. Hand him 200 bucks and say, do whatever, you know, buy yourself something. What's this for? Because. Why? Because I had a score. I cut off Uncle Sam. I set aside some for future business. 
If we're flipping, we got to be able to buy some shit to flip again, right? If we're investing in real estate, we need to set aside money from the real estate to buy more real estate or to repair it. Like you have supplies, you have inventory costs. We got to set aside money to keep being in business. And then we squeeze off a pinch for us and we bring that home to pay ourselves. And out of that, we need to be able to squeeze off money to put back into this keeping game so that you get on the other side of the cash register. You begin to collect money and not always paying it out. And so I begin to say, how much AT&T do I need where I don't have a fucking phone bill? See, I don't have enough yet. My phone bill is like $400 a month. You need a lot of AT&T shares to get there, but I'm working on it. I'm constantly buying five here, 10 there, five here, 10 there. I'm going to do that for the next nine fucking years. And then I'm going to keep doing it. And then all the dividends they pay me, I'm setting it to reinvest. I'm just going to keep buying. All of these companies, the Intels, the Apples, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Beyond Meats. Yeah, some of these companies, we're going to get them wrong and they're going to go down. But some of them, like Taco, I'm up 122% in this business. I invested in fucking tacos. 122%. Five grand becomes 12 grand. 12 becomes 25. 25 is 60. That's real money, dude. That's real money. And as you begin to build this portfolio, these basket, these assets of things that can provide not only cash flow, but they appreciate and they're always there when you need them. And they compound the longer you keep your fingers away from it. The more you look at it like, like it's Lord of the Rings, my precious. And you manage it. And you see yourself as a manager of assets that produce cash flow, appreciation, growth, and most of all, wealth. Hey guys, this is Gerald Peters. Thanks for listening to uh, the Money Flow Trading Society. Um, the Money Flow. Hope we're fixing to. Uh, I'm gonna start trying to interview some various uh, investors or traders, and I'm not talking about famous people or some fucking gurus. I get asked that all the time. I don't give a shit about those guys. I'm talking about regular people, blue collar people. I got friends out there that own bars. I got friends that own restaurants. I got friends that own 120 houses. I got friends that trade stocks for a living. I got friends that do shit in the oil patch. Just real people doing real shit. Not people trying to sell books and all this and that. I know I'm kind of talking about myself a little bit there because I sell books, but you know, nobody makes fun of me more than me. So if you'd like to be on the podcast, a couple things. You got to get the Anchor app. We're going to record it on Anchor. You're going to have to be in Wi-Fi and you're going to call in. We're going to connect on Wi-Fi through the Anchor app. We're going to record it and that's how I'm going to drop it. This podcast, the Money Flow Trading Society, primarily targeted just hardcore to money, wealth, and trading. It's put on by me. I run the Money Flow Trading Society, hashtag Money Flow Gang, where we all kind of meet. We have a chat room and, and I do some text messaging when I make some trades. I don't always get it right. I promise you I won't put you in some bullshit. It might go down, but I'm telling you, don't, don't, you know, I'm, I play with an open hand. That's what I'm doing there. And I'm not always right. And then sometimes I'm really right. And I'm right more than I'm wrong. And that's what it's about. And this is not a short-term game. This is not day trading. This is not that. Like we began buying uh, shares of First Energy. We're taking advantage of the scandal they have going on there. I follow the markets every day. The people inside of the Money Flow Trading Society, some of them follow them closer than I do, and I'm obsessed with the shit, and they follow it closer than I do. We got people that are all up on biotech stocks, some people that are in the oil patch, some people that know all about designer clothes and 
They're constantly hipping me to the Louis Vuittons and the Cody's companies that I would never even consider looking at. They're dropping them dimes in, inside our chat room or DMing me and then I research them and put them out to you. Um, this is not, a, you know, this, there's no upsell on that. Like you pay to come into the thing. It's not expensive. And, and you, you know, we'll settle up again next year. That's all it is. I'm not back in, in any training. I'm not, I'm not pushing through any uh, funnels or any high price courses. None of that bullshit. The, the, the barrier to entry is you got to have my books and then you come on board with us uh, uh, with a small application fee to get into the Money Flow Trading Society. And then I just ask you to be productive or, uh, or just be silent and follow along. You know, what you could do is go to E-Trade or Charles Schwab. They have these paper trade things now and you can just trade what you have. So you get into four or five, six things with us you know, as a group, we're just watching them and then you can paper trade the difference so that you're like learning. That would be cool. And, and you're going to spend, you know, I spent 70 grand learning to lose trading Forex and futures and day trading and all, I did all the dumb shit that I could help you avoid and just at least get you to building that base. That's what I want to do. I just want to help people build a base like I've done where you get excited about investing a $200 today so that you have $600 in 10 years. And then if you got another 10 years, what is 610 more years? Let's do that real quick. Let's say you're 20 and you can do what I do every day, which is try to, I try to put $300 a day into investments. I know that may sound crazy to some of you. And I know some of you are like, that's chump change. If that sounds like chump change, dude, you could get so rich. Listen to what I'm saying. You could get so rich. If that's chump change, if putting in $300 a day, you're like, nothing. Dude, you could get so rich. If you started putting a thousand, I met a kid who put a thousand dollars a day into buy and hold investments and was just hustling and hustling. And he, he, he was making $8,000 a month in dividends, but he had a high, extremely high paying job. And in nine years, fucking done, retired, just collects and hustles, talks about like, if that is possible, but that's, that's an outlier. I'm not talking, I'm mostly talking to people that work at Walmart. They're plumbers, they're roofers, they're people like me. I never made over $12 and 50 cents an hour job. So $300 at, for nine, not nine years, we're gonna do 18 years. Let's say you got two cycles in you at 10%. That money today, that $300 is 1,667 and you're leveling up like that all the time. And then you get to there, you don't need fucking $1,667 every fucking day, right? So if you peeled off half of this, you're reinvesting the other half, that should have just blew your mind. It's a perpetual money machine at that point. That's what I've created. I'm not the richest guy in the fucking world, but I created a money machine. And I still get to go work and do the things I love and try to come up with new things. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all still there. It's not leaving your job. It's building this thing that allows you to do what you want to do. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, if you want to be on the podcast, let me know. God bless.